Last time on the Teacup Podcast. I'm going to set a fire in the bathroom. Were yeah. you robbed? Bullets here and there. <laughs> just being a bidoof. If you're a farmer, you know what we're talking yeah. about. And then it's just him being a fat panda. Watch out for that deer. Oh, there's a tree. All this, that, and the other, and it's like, detective! It's like, oh no, a plot device. And it's like, yeah, 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 boom, boom, boom. I'm John Ralph here. Wee, wee, wee. Monster, I'll tell you. I'm telling you, oh, you guys, he's a monster. All groovy. She's the worst. It never rains, but it pours. What do you mean? She's not dead. Hello, and uh, welcome, or welcome back, to the TCAR Podcast. This is where we talk about TV, movies, and all that juicy pop culture stuff. Oh, yeah. My name is Dave. Hello. And this is Brody. Hello. You're expecting a curveball, and I gave you a straight one down the middle, and you are rattled. (laughs) Yeah, so without any further ado, let's get moving. So, uh, like Dave said, uh, this is the TCAP podcast and we are back. And today, we are getting up on our soapbox. We are gathering the masses. We're getting the team around us at that dire moment of the game. And we are just spitting out some lengthy, uninterrupted, sometimes exposition, sometimes emotional field, just charged monologue goodness. That's what we're doing today, start to finish, the best monologues that TV and cinema has to offer. Hold on to your butts. I think that was the best podcast monologue ever. I, yeah, I, I was. I, you know, thanks for just sitting back and like let me let me run with it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I've I, I've always got a a podcast mind going. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. So what? But but before we get into that podcast mind, before we crack it open and see what secrets it holds, here's the news. So yeah, here's the news. Um, and before we get into any of the actual, like, uh, our usual tea potty news. We're jumping in, are we? Yeah. Well, let's just do it first. Okay. Let's, let's just celebrate a little. Let's just celebrate ourselves for a moment here, Dave. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Okay. So for it's, all. It's time. Yes, it is. It's our time. Treat yourself. This is our time. Um, so uh, for any of you out there, like, listening to this wonderful little show of ours, um, we're into our 15th episode. Now, statistically... Half of the podcasts on the entire planet are 14 episodes or less. And there are lots. Yeah. There are so there many. There are lots. So, like, something like 56% never get over one episode. Mm-hmm. Because people just record out one episode, then they're done. Half. Half of all podcasts are 14 episodes or less. And today, on this auspicious of, on this most auspicious of nights, foreshadowing, we are recording our 15th episode, and that means we are officially above average podcasters. Oh, yeah. So thanks for getting on this journey of us, and we've never recorded another episode. We'll always be above, oh, well, we won't always be above average because who knows what's going to happen to podcasts, but yeah. Still, that's us. So get excited. We're growing and we're showing. You don't understand how hard it is. What? <laughs> what? Had that locked and loaded. <laughs> I was waiting for a, oh waiting for the right time. Um, so that's exciting. Um, yeah, very exciting. Fifteen episodes of just talking about movies and stuff. It's amazing. Yeah, this yeah. is what we do in our spare time, and now we're doing it 
on a podcast. I'm having fun. And <laughs> hopefully you're having fun out there in Radio Land. Speaking of podcast. Yes. Because, I mean, what, what, what else can we talk about? Okay. We're on a podcast. We've talked about this, but the 63 downloads of our, not our last one, the, so episode 13. Yep. 63 downloads. Isn't it? It's not a huge Wasn't it, number. It, it, was six, it was 63 downloads in like on like day one. Uh, I think it was on day seven. Okay. Yeah, so it was like uh, a week later because the, f- the number that I saw prior was 10. Yeah. And then it just all of a sudden went to 63. Yeah. I thought I was getting... So you like us. Owned. You really like us. Yeah. So that's uh, cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah, you I know? thought Aston Kutcher was going to yeah. come in and be like, ha la la la. That's a dead reference, but yeah, yeah. I get you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. We're old, bro. We are. We used to give each other wet willies and funny arms. We'd play dandy balls and legs are spread and penis butt. Speaking of old, uh, our podcast is now old news. Um, what's to talk about some new news, Dave? Uh, what have you seen? What have you watched? What have you appreciated recently? Uh, Uncoupled. NPH. NPH. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you digging it? He's back on form. He is. Was he ever, was he ever off form? Nah. Like, I know he yeah, took a break. Good. Like, he stopped working for a little bit there. Yeah. But- um, I think that wasn't the right word. He is back to being amazing after his pause. Yeah. He's just back to work. Yeah, exactly. He, he finishes work and he's amazing. Nice. Starts work again. He's amazing. In between, he's amazing. Like, he's he, probably. He's just, he's just a guy. Yeah. He's legendary. Yeah. Yeah. Wait wait for it. Yeah. Because you're going to watch it. I am going to watch it, actually. Yeah. yeah I, just got, I just got so, like... There's, so, there's just things in this stuff. You there's know. things in this stuff. I, I got bogged down with Sandman this last week. Oh, Sandman. Sandman is glorious. Anybody who's out there who's a fan of anything Neil Gaiman, and I've talked about him on this podcast before, he's just an absolutely amazing writer. He's so well-researched in all of the lore of like every religion everywhere. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Um, when he writes any kind of story, he is amazing. Um, he... He wrote American Gods and American Gods is on HBO and it was a really, really good show. But you can kind of tell that it went to the highest bidder. It didn't necessarily go to someone who was going to do the do justice to the work. The money. It was very kind of Hollywoody. But Sandman, um, Gaiman's involved in the actual like uh, production of it, which A, is already a win. And you can just tell it's been put together by someone who appreciates the work. So it is fan like it's it's so it's so good like the whole the way he interweaves like the story like the, so the lore of the sandman how he puts you to sleep and then um one of his siblings is death and so his siblings are like Toyt. death destiny um desire right so and he meets all and these are like you know uh they're they're the endless hallelujah praise the lord thank you jesus you know so they always there's, there's the human world and then there's like he rules the dream world right but he also runs into Lucifer Morningstar, who's played by Brienne of Tarth, and she's amazing. Like her oh. casting is amazing. He runs into Cain and Abel, like so. There's biblical references in there as well, and the whole thing is interwoven so fantastically. It's just an absolutely wild ride. It's so good from start to finish. It's dark. It's funny. It's sad. It is just a really, really good like ten episode show, and like you don't know what's you don't know what's coming next. And I'm a guy who likes to guess what's coming next. And I didn't know what was coming next for like the whole thing. You're living like me. I mean, I was trying to figure out what's coming next. So not exactly, but yeah. But in the end, you didn't know. It was, you, you were living like me. Like us peasants down here. <laughs> just living in the present. Just watching and going, yeah. oh, that was amazing. I was watching Ooh, and appreciating it. Was, yeah. 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 But back to me, because you rudely interrupted me. Sorry. 
How could you do this to me? Savages. But no, Uncovered was great. It's kind of like, but just Barney, but he is, he's gay and very, and the show is just awesome. Just being openly gay and showing sex scenes, but homosexual. And it's just so like freeing yeah. and it's so natural, which is awesome because straight, as like bloody straight people. Yeah. Get, get it's, after it's like it's it's being millennia. it's being shown on the TV like heterosexual relationships are you know it's it's not yeah. like work careful guys this is a gay relationship it's like no this is just a relationship between yeah. two people on the screen this is how it kind of plays out and it's like yeah gay yeah and so, there's like this one scene where MPH is walking and he bangs into someone pun foreshadow intention oh okay oh, oh. yeah and no- knocks the food out of his uh, bag and he's like oh I'm so sorry so sorry and then look up each other and like <gasps> fade to black opens up again they're walking through the apartment door i'm like oh man like one minute i'm getting shopping next minute taking the guy home it's like cool that's awesome oh, a little meat cute oh that's nice and then they get it on and then they get it on and then uh you'll have to watch it to really appreciate the scene but then it becomes really really funny okay i will check it out it's, it is on my list everyone like, should check it out right on. everyone over the age of 16 yeah yeah it's not r but it's not pg okay I need to give that warning. Thanks thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, everyone who's listening. If you haven't already got that impression from the other things that Dave says, well, true. Oh my! But that's it for me. Other than we're going to be uploading some videos soon, guys. Oh yeah, Uh, that's the other the one other bit of news. Um, so scheduling wise, uh, we have been on once a week for the last little bit. Uh, we're going. We're probably going to cut down to one every two weeks. Either full podcast. Yeah. And then we, because we'll be doing that, we'll be cutting that back because Dave has to balance his workload with all the other cool stuff he's going to be bringing your way. So you'll still get the same amount, if not more content, but in terms of just the the overall delicious podcasty main course, you're going to be getting one every two weeks. Yeah, we're going to do one full podcast every two weeks. We're going to do a film review every two weeks, alternating, and then little little bits thrown here, little in here. Like some little, little bits surprises. of garnish, some little French fries, some little... Yeah, that's salt. Yeah, All right. we're going to throw the salt in there to... Lightly seasoned yeah. or heavily seasoned, depending on how busy we get. With the amount of office references that's going to be in there. Let's heavily get seasoned. busy. But yeah, that's all the news from, from us. Sweet. So let's, let's get into it. Oh, yeah. It's time! So we are in all the right. main event. Okay, the ch- sweet. The chunky wonkies. So, um, yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do um, uh, get into some monologues. Um, this week we're gonna we're gonna skip games a little bit because generally speaking, a lot of the monologues with games, the vast majority of the good ones, are very expositiony, and they're kind of like it's just the bad guy telling his story for a while, and it's like we're gonna cover a lot of. I feel like a lot of those are good, but they don't add as much to the game as what the monologues do in the like in a movie yeah or tv yeah, yeah so yeah, it's, yeah. it's not quite as it's not as big a moment and it's like oh it's a cutscene, and just get me back to the gameplay and half the time you skip it anyway so yeah so we're just going to drive straight into the tv round one fight and before we begin i'm just going to do an honorable mention unless you've got something that contradicts what i'm about to say in which case jump it in oh i'm going to contradict it one of my favorite tv shows on the whole pl- in the whole planet is scrubs you don't say. You don't say. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. 
something that Scrubs does in every single episode and something that um, a lot of medical dramas do actually. Um, and a lot of like South Park does it a lot. And the I learned something monologue at the end of every episode oh, where yeah. the like, you know, the characters go through their growth over the course of the episode and then it gets all wrapped up in a nice little bow by a little narration of somebody coming over the top. Right. And specifically in Scrubs, it works every single time because that's the way that it does. I don't know if you can pick out like a best I learned something today monologue because it's just like they do there's so many. And your best I learned something today monologue is if a character goes through um, like a something that like a less, like when the character learns a lesson that really resonates with you, that monologue of that episode is going to resonate more than any other monologue in any other episode. Mm-hmm. So it's just whichever episode resonates with you, that monologue is going to resonate with you more. Mm-hmm. So I agree. they're all the best and they're all the worst. Oh, that's hot. They're all the best and they're all the worst at the same time. So that's the I learned something monologue at the end of every eight of so many TV episodes. And that's that's that. Let's push them to the side because there's so many of them. We'll dub it the I learned paradox. Sure. As for real monologues, mm-hmm. How I Met Your Mother. All right. How I Met Your Mother's got some absolute beauties. And I know you've got some heartfelt ones. All right. I've got one heartfelt and one awesome one my favorite one from how i met your mother is so marshall and lily are broken up okay cool all right yeah. um barney walks into the pub hey guys what are you talking about and marshall's devastated and he's like lily and barney's like gotta go and then you see this montage of him leaving the pub jumping on a plane new york yeah. airport please and he walks into this building and knocks on a door and lily over and you haven't seen lily in Hello so there. many episodes and barney walks in he's like and he's you know, pretending to be Lily. He's like, oh, Barney, what are you doing here? How did you get here? Oh, my God. I know the apartment's small, but, you know, it's okay. It's all I need. Uh, we want to come in, have some tea, see some of my art. I think it's some of my- Just stop it. Lily, you, you need to come home. And, like, you and Marshall have something that people search their entire lives for and never find it, you know? And he just goes this, he, Barney, like the, the player of the show, the guy who love doesn't mean a thing to Barney, steps up and just comes in and grabs a hold of Lily and says, your love is so important that the both of you need to come home and get your shit sorted. I bought you a ticket home. He hands it to her and then he leaves. It's just an absolutely beautiful, fantastic moment. It's so good for Barney. Like the way that it's something coming from a character that you weren't expecting. And it's just brilliant. It's like off left field. It's great. I love it. That's my favorite monologue in How I Met Your Mother. That is a fantastic monologue. Yes. I completely forgot about that one, to be honest. It's so good. Every time it comes up, I'm just like, that's right. That's why Lily comes home, because of Barney. And you find out about it in the episode where Marshall's really pissed off about Barney. And he's like, Mm -hmm. you don't even want us to get married. And then that's when you find out that's when he did it. It's so good. That's a wicked episode. Yeah. And it's MPH. It's MPH, classic MPH. Here he is again. Friend of the show, MPH. Imagine, imagine he just like somehow he learned of this and then he called in. He was like, "Yeah, and man. just got angry at us." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be fine. I'm not with affiliated that. with these people. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of Barney, yeah, when um he does his little recap monologue. Oh, when he's like, yeah, he's telling Quinn. Yes. Yeah, that's so good. He's like, seven years ago when Marshall and he got engaged, Ted saw Robin across the crowded room and I said, oh yeah, they just like her dirty but Ted really liked her. Yeah, we played happy with Ted. Then they went to dinner, he walked her home, she kissed her, didn't, lame. Yeah. And then, yeah, it just went on and on and on. Yeah. And then 
And right at the end, it's like, oh, also, I went on Price and Right, and I want a Dune buggy. It's just so good. He, he like he's just spurts, spurts it all off. Yeah, it's brilliant, and it's just amazing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, MPH, if you're listening, come on, we'll talk to you. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, but that's not my favorite. Okay. I just wanted to bring it up because it deserves to be thrown on here. All right, Bosher, it. Best one is Ted. Back in time. Yeah. Quotations, and then he he sees he sees the mum. Uh, TM. Tracy. Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. TM. Totally mine. Oh my god, guys! Yes, no! yes. Me and Brody, Damn just to it! let you know, me and Brody play the M I N E game. I was the last one to do it. Say the word, and uh, we just witnessed Brody saying the word, and now he is doing ten glorious push-ups that I am gloating so, so hard about. I'm so bad. I, oh. I feel amazing, guys. I haven't been gotten in that game in so long. Nobody's lost this game in so long. We've been playing it for 12 years. Yeah. And I don't think any of us has said the word M-I-N-E for probably over a year. <laughs> I think it's the last... Good. Yeah, I think it was been... It was me the last time. About a year ago. So mad. Oh. I'm dead on edge now because I... I am re- I really don't want to say the, say the word. Anyway. Yeah. TM's speech. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, Tracy's speech. Of course speech. I was quoting a dang show on this dang <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of now. Yeah, but when he goes back in time, he's just, Hi, I'm Ted Mosby. In exactly 45 days from now, you and I are going to meet. And we're going to fall in love. And we're going to get married. And we're going to have two kids. And we're going to love them and each other so much. But all of that is 45 days from away. But I'm here now because I guess I want those extra 45 days with you. Yeah. And it hits hard when you watch it as you're like watching through the season. However, when you know what happens at the end, Spoilers! and then you rewatch it, it's just so much better. Yeah, It's I- fantastic the way he does it, um, Josh Radner. Yep. And he portrays it so well. Like he's so emotional and you're like, okay, cool. Like I, I wish I could have met like some people uh, like earlier because it could have meant I could spend more time with them. Yeah. But from the end, it's just amazing. Yeah, the second time I watched, the second time I watched it after knowing what happens at the end of the show, I dead set forgot about that moment and then just bawled because I don't think it hit all that hard the first time. Mm-hmm. But the second time I watched it, it was like it like really hit. I was like, oh, so sad, Ted, who hurt you? Life. I know. Life hurt Ted. I know Ted gets a bad rap. Yeah, in the show, but he is the serious character in the thing. And then once you get to the end, he just changes so much. Yeah. You just see everything he's had to go through Yeah, from a different light. And it just makes it that much sweeter. Absolutely. I've got I've got one more for TV. I've got one more for TV as well. Okay. My, I've got two more for TV. Actually. My, my, my one more for TV mm-hmm. is uh, is just another, just a, like a really good, so Boston Legal and Suits do uh. this so well. The law room, the courtroom spiel. Like, Your Honor, bang. And they're just like, the way that the whole episode just falls apart and the case gets busted open and it's just like, there's no way you're going to sway this jury. And then Harvey gets up or Alan Shaw or Denny Crane or, you know, Mike Ross, any of the any of the big time hmm. TV lawyers gets up and they're just like, well, Your Honor. And they just do their little spiel and just whip out some ridiculous, like 
precedent or some ridiculous piece of evidence or some something that would never fly in an actual courtroom withdrawn and it's just boom overruled you're overruled i hold myself in contempt like it's great out of order who the hell do you think you're talking to yeah so that category of monologue also good also the best oh yeah 100 percent. yeah and then my one yes are you ready my two actually i'm so ready first one i'll just um not so much skim over but this one will be a little bit faster okay so the newsroom yes yeah we know hey, tell, tell me why uh why is why is america the the greatest country in the world freedom jeff daniels, mm-hmm. jeff daniels? He, he, yeah jeff daniels yeah. he like absolutely nails it first yeah. like pilot episode about how america's rubbish yes that does not sound great for a first like for a pilot of a show yeah in america set in america yeah with americans it's just doesn't it in theory it shouldn't should not have worked yeah but the way aaron sorkin writes it and the way jeff daniels do it it's just it's so enthralling and you just can't not listen listen wait 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 bro hold on stop just stop bro oh come on bro and yeah he he talks talks to the other people on the um the bench first because he's in a university and then that's when the um like student comes up and asks like oh yeah yeah america's the best isn't it and he's like and yeah you uh sorority girl just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day there's some things you should know and one of them is there is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world we're seventh in literacy 27th in math 22nd in science 49th in life expectancy 178th in infant mortality third in median household income just goes on just to obliterate america yeah in everything and then he's like but we were yeah it's a be- it's it's a beauty because it's like it's just spouting truth bombs it's like you know it's not like i want to get elected it's like this is probably gonna this is probably gonna rile a whole bunch of people the wrong way and he just drops a bunch of truth bombs gets up in his soapboxes as a, any good monologue does yeah and just like unleashes and it's fantastic his last words were are we done yes how cool is that yeah just like so good. boom out and then that's the opening scene of the pilot and then it just cuts to like the, the starting credits yeah it's like what yeah. have i just watched yeah the, what what have i just gotten myself into yeah. you know yeah and then it's just a fantastic first season yeah amazing uh and then the next one i want to bring up is fresh prince oh there's, yeah there's quite a few in fresh prince for yes. sure personally for me i think the best one is when uh his dad comes into town yep starts doing all this other stuff and he's like yeah i'm gonna take you on this trip blah 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 and then while while will is out uh he talks to phil he's like yeah nah, i can't i can't take him i need to go now there's only enough room for one he's like phil's like he's gonna be heartbroken he's like nah you'll forget about it and then the exchange between will and phil is just so good and then will's just like yeah i, I did this like oh yeah i can do this and you can yeah. do this, this. i'll learn how to play ball without him yeah yeah, yeah like, I didn't, and then he's like no you know what uncle phil i'm gonna get through college without him i'm gonna get a great job without him i'm gonna marry him, be a beautiful honey and i'm gonna have a whole bunch of kids i'm gonna be a better father than he ever was and i sure as hell don't need him for that because there ain't no damn thing he could ever teach me about how to love my kids and then it's just like yeah man and then just pause and he goes like how come he don't want me man yeah brutal savage wrecked seriously just top tier from will smith yeah being just one of the best actors yeah he's so good yeah and he's just yeah he just breaks down and it's just like and you can see just like he kind of cracks like he's like the real him like comes through a little bit it's yeah. not just like 
a role on TV. It's like he actually broke a little bit and it just really just come from the heart. And it's, I love oh, when man. actors do that. Well, not do that. It's like when they have kind of like an experience within their life, not necessarily them, but like someone else where they can actually tap into and you you can just see how yeah. real they are. Just incredible. Yeah. It's one uh, a little bit off topic, but it's, it's something that um, Lin-Manuel Miranda told um, Anthony Ramos on uh, the set of In the Heights. Oh, yeah. So Miranda wrote the thing for him to do on Broadway and then Ramos is doing the version in on the like the the movie mm-hmm. and ramos is almost better suited for the role than miranda was damn son where'd you find this oh, yeah. and his only piece the only piece of advice miranda wrote this whole thing wrote the character wrote everything and these guys are two really good friends and it's just like you know how what can i what can i do to really nail this role what can i do what can i do what can i do miranda didn't give me any help at all he just looked at him and said just tell the truth and ramos crushes it in that role like it's not a monologue it doesn't really, uh, i mean it's got a couple of solo singing moments actually mm-hmm. but just you know slight digression when people tell the truth it's great a message from the government of canada no doubt lin-manuel yeah he needs to be a friend of the show <laughs> uh honorable mention real quick yeah the carlton speech when he's trying to join the frat house yes when he's like i'm not a poser i'm not a sellout or whatever it was. yeah yeah like being black isn't what i'm trying to be it's what i am i'm running the same race and jumping the same hurdles you are so why are you tripping me up you said we need to stick together, but you don't even know what that means. You ask me, you're the real sellout. Yeah, man. 10 out of 10. Yeah. 10 out of 10. So I think, because movies have got... We can see Brody bouncing can up we, and down. Can so we do it? We yeah. can see. Can we do it? <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme. Let's do movies. Final round. So it's movie time. Let's have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's begin. Um. So... Go on, Brody. Hit this, me. This Go is, on. This let's, is just, let's get it. Get it, get it yeah, done. Yeah, right yeah. Now. I'll, I'll just let me. Let me just let me warm up a little bit first. Um. So there's so many. There's so many. There's so, and I've got a million. I've got a million different monologues like scooping through my head. I was one of. The, I was that kid who was constantly quoting movies like. Nerd! At one point, my my dad mentioned that he's like all I get from you is like Sean Connery speeches and William Wallace uh, because I just I just spout random movie quotes and cinema quotes and video game quotes and stuff like that all the dang time it was you know i like to think i had many original thoughts but i didn't announce enunciate any of them i just used movie quotes to uh to speak my words it's how we got together so <laughs> so there are so many and like i could sit here and i could waffle for like eight nine ten eleven twelve a million different podcasts um so what i'm gonna do uh, what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna try and break them into categories sweet that's good let's do categories let me see if i can join in with the okay. categories so so the first the first kind of category that really comes to mind when you have the speech is like when you have the monologue is um happens a lot in sports movies or in um like the epic sort of military movies when the fight's going down and you need to rouse the troops kind of thing so this is your william wallace let me take our lives but they never take our freedom this is your aragons like there will come a day i see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart from me mm-hmm. and all these sort of moments and I'm just I'm mixing up so many uh, different accents because I'm just getting too excited do it again exactly like you did the last time like the the one inch from any given Sunday mm-hmm. um, all these beautiful like gather the guys around and just spouts things out and just really get them fired up mm-hmm. and I've played enough hockey games and seen enough sports games and stuff like that where I know these kind of things actually work 
I've seen my brother just swear his head off at an entire team of people and then to have them come out afterwards like reckless abandon and just break the game open. And it's just so fantastic. My favorite one in any movie like this is from Remember the Titans. Oh, yeah. So the game's go- the game's not going there well. Things are falling apart. And he's just like, Petey, don't you be drifting to the strong time every time. And then Petey, Donald Faison, it's like, they're calling a hole and pen on me every time. I don't want your excuses. If you're going to act like you're a star, you better give me a star effort. And he walks off. It's like, forget about him. Alan, you're in. And then he gets def- like, and he gets everybody around. He's like, I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night. They cross the line of scrimmage. I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it right now. And the montage that follows is crushing. These guys just destroy everyone. It's fantastic. They unleash hell. And then it lightens up a bit. Julius Campbell knocks a guy down, just points at him. He's like, you make yourself comfortable down there. Real comfortable. <laughs> and the whole thing just, they, they come out, they win the game. Run up, Herman. Leave no doubt. It's so good. But it all comes back to that one speech. It's great. Okay. I'm glad you did that. Because uh, I'm going to tie it right up in a nice little bow. Yes. Training day. Another Denzi. Uh-huh. Right at the end where he's just like, Ah, oh, you mother... Okay. All right. I'm putting cases on all oh, y'all. Huh. You think you can do this? Jake, you think you can do this to me? You will be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I get finished with you. And he's just like, King Kong ain't got on me. Yeah. And he's just, he's ranting to the entire street. So this this one for me, I love this one as well. It's yeah. on my list. This for me is a, it's it's a different kind of monologue. Yeah, right? yeah. This is the villain monologue, right? It's this brilliant. Is when the bad Spoilers. Goes, Come on, man. If anyone has not watched it, which they need to watch this because it's like a wicked. Oh, it's one of the greatest turn. films on the planet. Yeah. Like Training Day is so good. Ethan like, Hawke, Denzel Washington. Yeah. They need to pair up again. It's like a buddy cop movie that's not. Like, yeah. it's not a buddy cop movie. Yeah. Don't know. Don't go into a thing. It's a buddy cop movie. That's the wrong take. It's so good, though. Like, cops in uh, just a different downtrodden kind of area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, um, it's in LA, right? I knew it. Um, but yeah, it's it's such a good film. And it just, so this, this speech is right at the end of it when, so Denzel Washington's the kind of guy, he's got everything locked down. He knows his, he knows his beat. He knows his setup. He knows all the players. He he runs this town. Yeah, you're and, just living here. And Ethan Hawke is like the new cop in town. He's training he's, day. Yeah, he's eager to uh, get in there and start fixing things up. Yeah, but then that turns plans awry, and then right at the end, stuff happens, things and the stuff and the whatnot. Yeah, and then he's like, "What?" Yeah, does a speech. The vi- the villain monologue where he's just like every bit of his chaos, every bit of his own personal you know and what what makes it even better as well is when he's like he's all bloody and beaten up and yeah. he's just like hobbling out in this little um cul-de-sac at the end just hobbling down the street just go, going for it saying this all this stuff as if he's the, the big boss man but then he he could literally be taken down within a second yeah. and it, it's just so it's su- such a juxtaposition oh you think you fancy and it's a bit that's why i love that scene yeah that one there, uh, the, my other good, the other good villain monologue that I think of a lot mm-hmm. is uh, Syndrome in The Incredibles. Oh yes, just yes, uh, just because they call it out. 
Yeah. So, oh, you're the villain, and you're mo- and he's so he's monologuing. He's telling Mister Incredibly's entire plan. Then he's like, "Wait, you got me monologuing, you sly dog." And like that's just that part. How it's like they call out this like famous trope from every superhero movie up to this point. It was like, yeah, I love the I love the fact that it was like it was self aware before think- being self aware was cool. That's pretty much kind of heralded as one of the best Pixar films ever made. It's up there. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, written and directed by uh, Brad Bird. Oh, good old Brad Bird. Screw the game. We're talking about chicken. Um, so that's training. That is the that's the villain montage. Yeah, there are other good ones. There are other good villain montages. V- sorry, montage monologues. I did say I was going to try and get to the character categories, but I was just too excited to that's get okay. to another Denzel. In that's there. okay. I'm not. I'm, I'm liking the flow. I'm liking the flow. Yeah. Don't let don't let my structure hold up your creativity, Dave. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, never let the plan get in the way of a good podcast, Dave. Come on, man. Oh yeah. Um, so have you got what? What else have you? What's your? Give me another one. What else have you got? And I'll see if it fits into my categories, or see if it's an exception to any rules. Okay. Uh, I'd say this is kind of like an, a very uplifting one, where, um, Samwise in Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings has has some good speeches in it. Yeah, Aragorn yeah. was going to be the top one. Do you know when the uplifting speech right at the end? Yeah. Like this, it will not be this day. Yeah. It will not be this day. Yeah. Wars, whatever. Because uh, you got the uh, you got the Riders of Rohan as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that one's pretty good. Any uh, like for a for an expositiony kind of mon- uh, monologue, you've got the strangers from distant lands, friends of old. You got the whole that whole spiel. Mm-hmm. You've got the narration bit at the start from Galadriel as well. Another ring was made. There were all of them deceived. Like that just draws you right in. Oh, but Even Samwise Gamgee. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it'll shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you. That meant something. Even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Furrow, I do understand. I know now. Folk in those stories had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't. They kept going. Because they were holding on to something. Beautiful. Yeah. Samwise is the best character. Always fight me on it. He, he He's just the best. He's pretty good. He's the best. Yeah. And then just comes out with all these amazing things. Yeah. And then obviously at the end, it's not a monologue, but he's like, I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you. And he saves the day. Yeah, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a Sam Gamgee podcast. Dave. I we'll know. Do, we'll do that one later. Yes. We'll call uh, him up and get him on. Yeah. Then we can call him friend of the show. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, like the uplifting one the uplifting like emotionally true yeah. speech maybe mm-hmm. um so you can't really talk about like uplifting emotionally true the like the uplifting emotional kind of monologue you can't really talk about it without talking about goodwill hunting brilliant that's uh, that that was on my list but we could talk about it together yeah so uh goodwill hunting so in the lead up in, in the lead up to this monologue um will hunting has gone through a million different um million different psychiatrists and and he's alienated all of them and he is just a cocky pos this whole time um you're like you like his moxie but also at the same time you can appreciate the fact that he's a bit of a knob um and he calls he picks robin williams's um like painting apart and picks his life apart and just kind of they have this bit of a moment where it's just like they're not having a good time they're at odds and then he's still being this arrogant dude in the park um he's like oh you know what are we down here looking at the geese the geese for like is there some sort of fetish that we have to work through like robin williams 
because Robin Williams with a beard. That's when mm. you know you're going to feel something. And he's like, you know what? You picked my painting apart and it kept me up all night. And then I realized something and I slept so beautifully well. You're just a kid mm-hmm. and you don't know what you're doing. And he just methodically picks apart the fact that Matt Will Hunting is an absolute genius mm-hmm. that doesn't know poop. I'm the trash man. I come out, I throw trash all over the, all over the ring, and then I start eating garbage. You know, you could t- if I asked you about art, you'd tell me all you'd tell me all about Michelangelo. You'd spit off all you'd spin off all his his best work, but you couldn't tell me what the what the Sistine Chapel smells like. You know, and you you know. If I asked you about women, you'd probably quote... Uh, if I asked you about war, you'd quote Shakespeare. Once more into the breach, dear friends. But you wouldn't know what it's like to have your friend like breathe his last breath in your arms. And like you wouldn't know what it's like to just wake up next to a, next to a beautiful woman, just have her like, who could just disarm me with a smile and stuff like that. And he just picks apart the fact that, you know, he's never left Boston. He doesn't really... He's never lived a life. He's read a lot of books and he knows a lot of stuff, but he doesn't know anything, you know? And he's like, I couldn't give a hoot what you think. And, you know, if you want to, if you want to open up to me and really get some out of this time together, then like, that's up to you. It's your move, chief. And then he just gets up and walks away. Yeah. Your move, chief. Your move, chief. It's so good. And you have a look at it and the way like Matt Damon's character just full on breaks down from like at the start. It's five minutes long. So I don't want to go. I don't want, I don't want to quote the whole thing verbatim. So from start to finish, he just breaks this entire guy down and he's absolutely bawling at the end of it. And so is the audience. And it's Mm -hmm. like, and you get a feel you really re- like know what robin williams character is all about at this point now he's introduced him he's introduced the like where the movie's going to go from now and he's given he's he's given this genius this arrogant genius he's stolen the power back in their therapist relationship and it's just like it's just it's just brilliant like robin williams didn't get an oscar for it but he should have like they stole yeah stole it from him because it was his Hundred percent honorary Oscar, Robin Williams. Here you go. You can have like yeah. You might not get an Oscar, but for us, you get an honorary Cowie. Oh yeah, moo, moo. Two moos for you, sir. Two moos for you. That was legit. Yeah, I, that was legit. <laughs> I need to say it. But for me. When it comes to introductory monologues, when it comes to you want to know what this character has, what this character is, what this character's got going for them. Get ready, guys. You cannot go past V for Vendetta. Get your popcorn. Okay. We're in for a treat. Shut up, Dave. Give me my moment. <laughs> okay. So V for Vendetta. He's just saved Evie Hammond. Comes in and she's still scared. This masked man has just come in and just murdered people in front of her. I can assure you, I mean you no harm. Who are you? Who? Who is but the form following the function of what and what I am? It's a man in a mask. I can see that. Of course you can. I'm not questioning your powers of, of observation. I'm merely remarking upon the paradox of asking a masked man who he is. But on this most auspicious of nights, permit me then, in lieu of the more commonly subriquet, to suggest the character of this dramatis persona. Voila! In view, a humble vaudevillian veteran, cast vicariously both victim and villain by the vicissitudes of fate. This visage, no mere veneer of vanity, is the vestiges of the box popularly now vacant, vanished. 
However, this valorous visitation of a bygone vexation stands vivified and has vowed to vanquish these venal and vigilant vermin, vanguarding vice and vouchsaking the violently vicious and voracious violation of volition. The only verdict is vengeance, a vendetta, held as a votive not in vain, for the value and veracity of such shall one day vindicate the vigilant and the virtuous. <laughs> Verily, this vicious soise of verbiage veers most verbose, so let me simply add that it's my very good honor to meet you, and you may call me V. You crazy son of a bitch, you did. Are you crazy? <laughs> I'm quite sure they will say so. That is one of my favorite speeches ever. It's so good. It's so great. It's so fantastic. You get exposition. You get character. You get uh, a wicked amount of alliteration. You mm-hmm. get some Shakespearean verse, and you just get the and you get it delivered so beautifully by Hugo Weaving. It's just great. You get so much of everything this character is. He's happy to. T- he's um, wears his arm on his sleeve in terms of what he's trying to achieve. He's got way too much time on his hands. He likes to have a bit of a laugh, even if, you know, he likes to likes to play fun with himself. So much of this character is do- divulged in this fantastically eloquent speech, and I just love it so much. It's fantastic. Um, I could go on and on and on and on and on. I'm not going to. I think I've said enough. Bravo. <laughs> I'm just going to say bravo. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the introductory monologue off my little list here. My one, don't know if you've seen it, but Marriage Story. Oh, yeah. Laura Dern, where she's just like super candid to Scarlett Johansson. And I I really love the argument. That's probably my favorite part of that um, film. Yes. But it's not a monologue, it's an argument. Yeah. Um, it's so dialogue. We'll, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave that to another episode. We've already done the dialogue one. But anyway. We can have the best marital tiff. We're only on 15. <laughs> we, we can throw it in. Best dialogue part two. Who knows? Yeah. Stop hitting the mic, Dave. Sorry. Get out of here, Stop Mike. yelling at the mic. Piss off, Mike. But yeah, marriage story. Laura Dern's just been super candid. She's the, the lawyer talking to Scarlett. Just chatting around, chatting, chatting, chatting. And Scarlett's like, oh, I just want to be... I want to be like super civil. Don't want to take anything. And then Laura Dern's like... People don't accept mothers who drink too much wine and yell at their child and call him an asshole. I get it. I do it too. We can accept an imperfect dad. Let's face it, the idea of a good father was only invented like 30 years ago. Before that, fathers were expected to be silent and absent and unreliable and selfish. And we can all say we want them to be different. But on some basic level, we accept them. We love them for their fallibilities, but people absolutely don't accept those same failings in mothers. And goes on and like talks about how like women's have to be set to another standard. So you have to be perfect and Charlie can be a fuck up and it doesn't matter. You will always be held to a different, higher standard. And it's fucked up, but that is the way it is. It's just a hard truth. Yeah. That um it's definitely like changing and blah 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 blah. but yeah. i mean that's definitely the way it is yes yeah because i can walk to go pick up my kids just looking super ratty and just oh, like yeah. wobble blah 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 and yeah. then they'll be like oh sweet there's a da- the dad's come to pick them up amazing yeah 
I can go. I can go. I can go and pick up my kids from school wearing a hockey jersey, and I do. Yeah. All the time, and everyone's perfectly fine with it. If a mum walked in, just rocking a hockey jersey, going in to pick up the kids, to be like, oh, yeah. I've I've not done my makeup before any pickup, and I've been perfectly fine. And I've never done makeup in my whole life. So I mean, right? (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, mums, mums, mums have a mums have a pretty tough job. Yeah, they do. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, just want all the mums out there. You guys are all doing great. <laughs> That's the hard truth. That's when the uh, the writer, the the person who's written the story, is speaking straight through the movie, straight at you, the viewer. All right. So, like the hard truths, the uh, the the spouting beliefs. This I'll, I'm going to call this one the soapbox monologue. Cool. Because this is what the this is what the person writing the movie wants to say right now. And for me, the perfect soapbox monologue. A few good men. Oh, baby. You want the truth? I'm entitled. You can't handle the truth. He's just sitting in the law office, sitting in the witness box, just unloading. You know, the truth is. I'm out there every single day protecting this country, protecting these borders. And the truth is, you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. And he just the whole, he's just unloading the fact that he might not be the nicest guy on the planet. He mm-hmm. might not be like, he might not be the guy that you want to have out there, but he's the guy that you need to have out there. You just wait a goddamn old-fashioned American minute. And it's so good. And it's just the, it's straight up like they've pushed apart every other thing. You know, and it's just the writer looking straight down the camera, talking exactly to the person who's on the other. And this is exactly what I want to say to you. This is my movie. This is the point of my movie, and I'm just saying it to you right now. Your only other one that kind of comes close is the Charlie Chaplin um, soldiers. Oh, yeah. Don't give yourself to like. And he's just he's being Hitler yeah. because he looks like Hitler, and everyone's like, oh, he looks like Hitler. And he's just and the the monologue is like ten minutes long, and it's just the last part of a movie, and it's just him just spouting his beliefs straight down the camera like you know soldiers don't give yourself to these machine men uh, like you know don't like give yourselves up as fodder we the people we must unite and it's just a really great speech but it's you know all the, the veils off and they're just like hey you viewer this is what i believe bang science is a liar sometimes yeah man inspirational ones are dope yeah the only uh like before we get into the honor wrenches there's one other like uh, stylistic monologue that I've got up there, and that's the um, like the the really expositional ones, a la Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah. Like the the nice little bow. It's not a it's not the um the I learned something today monologue that you get from like the TV shows, mm-hmm. but it's like you know get busy living or get busy trying. Like I hope that the Pacific Ocean is as blue as it is in my dreams. Yeah. I hope I'll see my friend. I hope. And it's just this beautiful, like it just caps off. It's like the chef's kiss on the movie. And now that I say chef's kiss, like I've got another monologue that's coming to my brain. So we should dump into some honorable mentions. Oh, because yes. on a I need to hold back. I've got so many more I can unleash. Everybody stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? Calm. What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody calm down. No. no. We've got a quiz to get to. Okay. I know we've got a quiz Mad, to get to. Quizalicious. Okay. So. Uh, the Goonies, like Mikey's monologue in The Goonies. Mm-hmm. Big speech, big moment, just beautiful. Love it. Fresh. Right? Um, it's molten. So um, John Favreau's breakdown in Chef, mm-hmm. where the critic's in there, and he's like, he didn't even have, like, the so the food reviewers, he didn't even have the, um, 
he didn't even undercook the cake for me and then he comes out and he's just like unleashing on this food critic and he like grabs the lava cake and he squishes it in his hand he's like it's molten and he's talking about how hard his job is mm-hmm. and people come, people like you who come in here and just like crap all over everything we do and he just like unleashes like it's molten it's molten he's crushing the lava cake in his hand he throws it he ultimately gets fired but that like the breakdown mm-hmm. in that one it's so good chef's kiss yes chef's kiss kiss john i'll do it what i'll kiss john favreau yeah sure yeah yeah he's a handsome man. Kiss? yeah yeah oh then we'll go get cheeseburger after oh yeah so also um honorable mention i love you 3000 from oh my god avengers endgame my emotions my emotions i've already mentioned it before william was um the movie troy mormons my brothers at sword i'd rather fight beside you than any other thousands so good um oh, i could sit here all day dave i could just keep doing it no! you've got two minutes when he f- like the 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 law room in philadelphia when he fired him yeah because he had aids he broke the law like it's just that's another denzel one denzel just- Denzel's the MVP of this episode. Mm. Maybe Robin Williams, honorable mention. But Denzel's done good. A double award. Double award. Yeah, sure. A two moo. Yeah, two moos. Two moos for you. Yeah. Um, it's just, there are so many good ones. You're going to have to stop me, Dave. Okay. So I will. I'll cut you off. Okay. I'll sweet. cut you off. Thanks. Your heroine has been taken away. Okay. We're going to go for a nice juicy quiz right now. All right. Oh, dear. I think I'm monologued out, Dave. We can do more monologues. I'll tell you what, out there in Radio Land, if you want to hear me just randomly spout off more monologues, I've got so many more. So let me know. Let yeah. me know if you need a monologue part two. And we'll do it. And uh, maybe we'll uh, get a video. Or oh, something cr- oh, created oh, for it. You know? Yeah. Uh, but all that aside, we're going on to a quiz. Pop quiz, hot shot. Yes. Oh, in, uh, and this in, is from in, me to you. In loving respect mm-hmm. to uh, Trivia Newton, John. Oh, yeah. Dearly departed. Uh, let's get quizzical. Oh, baby. You ready? Let's do it. I'm going to hit you with a quite a few, but right. they're fun. All right, sweet. Let's chip. Let's Numero do it. uno. Yeah. Which Steven Spielberg movie has various references in it to the greatest pop culture movies like The Iron Giant, Tron, The Shining, Back to the Future, and Lord of the Rings? Ready, play one. Boom. Z. Question two. Which director is the only one with a completed trilogy on the MCU? Uh, a completed trilogy? Is it a Russo? Incorrect. I don't know. Trilogy. Yeah. Of the same film. Favreau. No. Oh, did, Favreau did all three Iron Man, didn't he? No. God dang. It's not, it's not Taika. He's, he's, he'll get another he, one, but he it's not will. Taika. Yeah. Um, I hope he does a good job on this one. Uh, Guardians 3 isn't out yet. No. So that doesn't count. No. So it's not Gunn. Um, friend, friend. Joss Whedon hasn't done enough. He did no, the two. He Avengers did two. Movies. Yeah. The Russo brothers. Who's? That's not fair. How is that not fair? That's not fair. Raimi's not, not in the MCU. It's not Raimi. What? Okay, sweet. In that case, I don't know. Uh, John Watts. Oh, yeah. Spider Man. Tom Holland has got three as well. Yeah, dang. I thought I thought you were just like no. throwing me a curveball with Raimi. It's like, well, technically, it's part of the MCU. Like, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, right. you have to have one bad one in a quiz, otherwise it right. seems too forced. Yeah. So next one, <laughs> I'm a toucan, a pilot, and a chicken. What? Who am I? Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, 
friend of the show, Alan Tudyk. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Question four. Which Don't Look Up Up actor stated that the notion for the character was, what if Fire Festival was a person? Um, In other words... Joan Hill? Yeah, yeah, you didn't even need it in the I'm in just the like, wait, who's, who is the worst? Yeah, who's the douchiest person in <laughs> yeah. there? Yeah. He played... It's one of my favourite portrayals. That's exactly who he is, yeah. From, yeah, from Jonah Hill. Yeah. Okay, question five. I don't know, Wolf of Wall Street for me. I said one of my favourites. Yeah, he's... It's hard to pick because he's got so many good ones. True. Question five. Which Wes Anderson movie has been inspired by Akira Kurosawa's movies? Asian Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Island of Dogs? Yeah, boy. Yeah, if you haven't seen Island of Dogs, check that out. That's wicked. Stop motion? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, so good. Takes you a little while to get into it. It's like it's almost like your brain has to adjust to the kind of movie that you're watching. But then uh, once it gets going, it's actually pretty good. And it's a, it's a standard Wes Anderson film, so it's yeah. like so funny. Yeah. Great heart. Yeah, great cast. Yeah. Question six. Who is the voice of Alex the Lion? Ben Stiller. Yes, didn't even have to say what film it was. Yeah. Boing, boing, boing. What song was Mr. Blonde dancing to in the unforgettable torture scene uh, in Tarantino's Reservoir Adobe? Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am stuck, stuck in, in the, the middle, middle with you. Moo. We should have said moo. Ah, well, missed opportunity. Yeah, we can't I, mean, fix it it, I know, we don't want to fix it. It wouldn't post. be genuine, no. <laughs> okay, next question. In which Star Wars movie has aliens from E.T.'s home planet? Um, Clone Wars. No, uh, not Clone Wars. Uh, Attack of the Clones. No. No, Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. One of the Senate meetings. The Senate's, oh, the, what, it's all the Senate's. <laughs> that's what people want to see more of. Senate meetings. Yeah, the bloody sand. Yeah, of course. Gets everywhere. I hate it. Yeah. Next question. What do tattoos and children have in common? I don't know. Uh, so Obi-Wan's answer would be they're permanent and Anakin's answer would be they can be removed with lasers and his name is Brody (laughs) (laughs) whoa (laughs) you know I love Anakin so that's that's a perfect joke for me yeah I mean when when you're telling Anakin Skywalker jokes there's really no need to take the moral high ground (laughs) Uh, sorry next question what is the name of the artist that has played the instructor in Whiplash what is the name of the artist that played the instructor in Whiplash? Actor. Oh, because I thought you said artist. He is an artist because he's amazing. Um, he just paints S- pictures. Simmons? Yes. Yeah. What's his first name? Letter dot. Oh, J.K. Letter. Simmons. There yeah. we are. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. like, wait a minute. Because <laughs> I'm just like, it's... Uh, uh, like, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. That's what I was, I'm like, it's not J. It's not Jonah Jameson. It's not J.J. It's not... But I couldn't get past J.J. It's like... War crawling menace. Yeah. I hope he plays him forever. You know what's so good? He he plays him in the video game as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's what I love about it. Doesn't he play him in the first one as well? Yeah. Yes. He's like he's like the only J. Joe Jameson on screen and like, Yeah, they, they couldn't replace since, him. Since since they since he did in the Raimiverse. Yeah. Like he's the only guy who's done it. Yeah. Like cartoons aside. Next question. This one's for you. Obviously. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I mean you can answer your own quiz if you want, Dave. Maybe. Okay. What is the name of the trilogy that consists of Cornetto? Did I name it? Did I get it? You did, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't finish my question. Though. Sorry, finish the question. What is the name of the trilogy that consists of Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End? The Cornetto trilogy? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Correct. Which Martin Scorsese movie is actually an adaptation of a movie from 
South Korean cinema. We shot our own. Fun friend. I'm not a co-op. Yes, yeah, the departed. Yeah, it's, it's the other I'm not one. A oh, that's okay. I'm not a co-op. Yeah. What is the first CGI lead character in a feature-length film? First CGI lead character in a feature film. Yeah, I love this first one. First CGI. I want to say the answer may surprise you. Johnny number five. Number five is alive. It's real. Was he? Yeah. Okay, cool. Johnny five. Yeah. Johnny five is alive. I mean, I love that. I mean, I know he's real in the film because yeah. you know all the films are real yeah. in our hearts, right? But True. like, I love that film. Yeah. Short uh, circuit. Short circuit, innit? Dragonheart. Nope. Dang. Casper, the friendly oh. ghost. I was surprised. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Man, that was so. Wait, what do you did? What do you, Casper, come out? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Next question. I've got four more left. You're going to love them all. So keen. Which movie's production process is the subject of the disaster artist? Oh, The Room. Yeah. yeah. What is the best movie ever made, according to IMDb? Shawshank Redemption. Who is the dude? And sorry, not just according to not just according to yeah, just, IMDb. I'm not, I'm not going to say it's the best. Uh, you're not going to say it's the best? No. Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption is brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's fantastic. Not the best. It's the best. It's not the best. We'll come back to this later. Two more questions. We were ready. banging along at an amazing rate, yeah. and then we hit the quiz and just went, oh, Dave. Ding, 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 ding. It's like our brains know that we've like got a certain amount of time we have to fill up. So if we chip through the first part, we're just like, nah. Who is the dude? Uh, Jeff Bridges. Oh, baby. The big Lebowski. And then, it really brings the room together. It does. Last question. A lovely little one to end the quiz with. What is the first animated movie that was made entirely in CG? Toy Story. Boom! I wound up ready. I knew you were going to get it. I'm like, I'm like is, it, is it not Toy Story? Do I have a reason in my mind to not, for it to not say Toy Story? We have to end on a big one. We do. Okay. okay. Um, so, Dave, that's been monologues. That's yeah. been the quiz. That's been just a fun time. It was. Like, just I a, loved it. Just a fun. Just Lots a of fun words, little... but podcast is a lot of words. So, yeah. I mean, it, it lends it to each other. Right? Some word soup. All right. Um, so, also this week, we're going to introduce something new, something special, something fantastic. So, here we are. Uh, we're going to introduce the grab bag. So, this is what we're doing next week. I'm going to delve deep into the grab bag pick out all right so best friends yay we're doing the best duos we're doing the best friends the, the best, best friends that people can have the yeah. best friends me and Brody. Bo, 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 bo. yeah we're not gonna have a friendship that rivals ours no. but who knows who knows we might get close tune in for next week yeah. you know all about friends so all about this that and the other yeah. friendship wise um yeah so sound wise sound wise yeah, we want best friendship, best friends. Go. We want like two-way street. Um, so the music's playing us out. That's what we're doing next time. Um, keep an eye on this space for more, for some different stuff coming your way from the Decal Podcast. We're doing some fun things. We're doing some videos. We're doing some reviews. We're doing all this cool stuff. Thanks for being with us so far, and just hang around for the future. Yeah, like and subscribe. Move. And two moves for you. <laughs> okay, how how about this one? If your ass was a tree. What kind of tree would it be?